Welcome to TSX Quarterly, the podcast that brings you publicly available earnings calls from companies listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange in one convenient location. Gone are the days of looking through confusing websites. You'll find the important information right here. Enjoy the call. My name is Brandy, and I will be your conference operator today. At this time, I would like to welcome everyone to the Severia Corporation's Q3 2020 conference call. All lines have been placed on mute to prevent any background noise. After the speaker's remarks, there will be a question and answer session. If you would like to ask a question during this time, simply press star, then the number 1 on your telephone keypad. If you would like to withdraw your question, press the pound key. This call may contain forward-looking statements, which are subject to the disclosure statement contained in Savaria's most recent press release issued on November the 11th, 2020, with respect to its Q3 2020 results. Thank you. Mr. Barraza, you may begin your conference. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate the introduction. I appreciate the time that uh, our analysts or other people uh, listen to the call. Uh, you see, yesterday we, we released uh, our number. Uh, I think this is a great number, and even it's a greater number when it, we see the period that in the pandemic that we have uh, at least during uh, three quarter or two, two quarter, two, two quarter, okay, so far. So I am very happy that people want to stay home and uh, they need some equipment because of the mobility uh, when your aging is not there. So best example, okay, I put the first uh, mini lift in my house in, uh, in Georgetown, and now, okay, suddenly it is in the center that's there, and suddenly my house is accept, uh, accessible on three levels. These products, I can speak, okay, all the, uh, a lot of time, okay, but that's the future of Savaria when you speak about a worldwide traction. Not many people can say we have a products that can be sell everywhere, because uh, the aging of the population is not just in North America, it's across the world. So we are right now okay, in the acquisition of uh, the mode acquisition. We have a perfect, uh, perfect, what is perfect? We have a very good uh, balance sheet, so we can go to make uh, overnight some uh, interesting acquisition. For sure in 2021, you will see that. We learn, okay, to... to uh, to use more teams so we can uh, visit factory okay overnight we can do a lot of things a lot of video uh, and i am very enthusiastic that uh, we have the people as i mentioned i research new people uh, because everything in the company the success is about people but we have to have products and now we have a winner when you have a winner you have to be quick on the market okay to push that okay quickly so this morning on the call, um, on the finance, okay, we have uh, Steve. After, if you have a question, okay, you will speak with Steve. Okay. And uh, after that, okay, but Jack, after me, will make an introduction of our finance of Q3. We have on the call uh, Nicolas Rambert. Everybody knows Nicolas. He is uh, looking with the acquisition, but he is looking too about the span, okay. And even if uh, he will tell you that even if we're in Benimi, we're not too bad with our percentage of uh, EBITDA. 
So it's not an easy division. So you see that, but he will answer to your question. Everything about, about operation, that would be uh, Sebastian. Sebastian knows all the factory uh, and is responsible of the application of rule for the COVID. So we will tell you what we have done and uh, we are quite successful so far. Uh, nothing is a winning situation, but we have always to uh, take care of our people. People is always very important for us and for everybody, I wish. So we have to take care of our uh, customer too. We have to uh, be sure that uh, they, we install equipment safety. And um, so we're that. After that, if you want to speak with me, okay, the old guy, uh, I am there, okay, uh, for the vision to help uh, the vision. And after that, if you want to speak about the automotive, or if you want to speak about the view lift, I am uh, very excited about these products. And I, I, I take the opportunity to uh, to thanks Jim, okay, that uh, my guy, okay, from Spain, USA and Canada, is the chief down there. So he's right retiring at the end of the year. So Jim, uh, thanks very much for the time you passed with Savaria. And uh, for sure, okay, I wish you good luck. And we will process right now with Steve to speak a bit about the finance of the of the quarter. Steve? Thank you, Marcel, and good morning to everyone on the call. I'm going to begin this morning with some remarks regarding our Q3 2020 consolidated financial results. For the quarter, the corporation generated revenue of $90.8 million, down $5.6 million, or 5.8%, compared to the same period of 2019, mainly attributable to the economic slowdown caused by the global COVID-19 pandemic. Gross profit and gross margins stood at 32.6 million and 35.9% respectively, compared to 32.1 million and 33.3% for the same period of 2019. The increases in gross profit and gross margin were mainly due to a more favorable product mix and the continued realization of Garaventa Lift integrated integration-related synergies derived from the corporation's accessibility segment. Adjusted EBITDA and adjusted EBITDA margins stood at 16.9 million and 18.6% respectively, compared to 15.7 million and 16.2% for the same period of 2019. The increases in adjusted EBITDA and adjusted EBITDA margin were mainly attributable to a better product mix, continued realization of Garaventa lift-related synergies pertaining to our accessibility segment, as previously noted, a 2.5 million COVID-19 employment retention government of Canada subsidy, and corporation-wide ongoing cost containment efforts. Now I'm going to move on to our segment results. Revenue from our accessibility segment was 68.5 million in Q3 2020, a decrease of 0.9 million or 1.3% compared to Q3 2019. The contraction in revenue is mainly attributable to the continued impact of the economic slowdown, a repercussion of the global COVID-19 pandemic. Adjusted EBITDA and adjusted EBITDA margin, both before head office costs, stood at 15.3 million and 22.3% respectively, compared to 12.5 million and 18% for the same period of 2019. The improvements in both metrics were due to a better product mix, 
continued realization of Garaventa lift synergies and ongoing cost containment efforts. Revenue from our patient handling segment was 17.4 million for the quarter, a decrease of 4.2 million or 19.4% when compared to the third quarter of 2019. Organically revenue contracted mainly attributable to a reduced volume of sales in the long-term care market, a repercussion of a global COVID-19 pandemic. Adjusted EBITDA and adjusted EBITDA margin, both before head office costs, stood at 2 million and 11.7% respectively, compared to 3.3 million and 15.2% for the same period in 2019. The decrease in both, both metrics were mainly due to a reduced volume of sales in the long-term care market, a repercussion of a global COVID-19 pandemic, and a suboptimal 2020 revenue <clears throat> product mix from SPAN, which was partially offset by some contribution from our Silverly acquisition made in Q3 of 2019. Revenue generated from our adapted vehicle segment was 14.9 million, a decrease of 0.6 million or 10.3% when compared to the same period of 2019. Adjusted EBITDA and adjusted EBITDA margin, both before head office costs were fairly flat to last year, finishing at 0.3 million and 5.8% respectively compared to 0.3 million and 5.2% in Q3 2019. The decreases in revenue and adjusted EBITDA when comparing Q3 2020 to Q3 2019 were, again, mainly due to the economic, <clears throat> excuse me, slowdown or repercussion of the global COVID-19 pandemic. Now turning to some financial liquidity metrics, the corporation ended the quarter with a net cash position of 49.3 million. A combination of strong earnings in the period and discipline in terms of working capital management and capital expenditures were key in continuing to improve our cash position, all the while in the midst of the global COVID-19 pandemic. The corporation's trailing 12-month net interest bearing debt to adjusted EBITDA ratio remained minimal, coming in at effectively zero, providing ample liquidity to fund future business endeavors and potential business acquisitions. Looking ahead, given the anticipated global COVID-19 pandemic, social and economic related repercussions for the remainder of the year, being able to provide a Q4 forecast remains extremely difficult. However, based on a strong backlog intake in Q3, specifically within the accessibility segment and its ongoing cost containment efforts, the corporation is optimistic for the last quarter of 2020 and expects to exceed the 55.6 million in adjusted EBITDA realized during fiscal year 2019. And with that, that completes my prepared remarks, and I'll turn the call back over to you, Marcel. Steve, thank you very much. Well done. And as you mentioned, we're in good position, okay, with our um, with our cash flow, uh, with our uh, booking, and you know we, we always make survey, okay, or speak with our dealer, and uh, uh, everywhere, okay, they see, okay, that. Uh, that they have some opportunity to increase sales okay, in the coming uh, quarter. But as you think about that, and that's why it's incredible because in Australia, okay, some problem with Melbourne, okay, every place that we are, okay, we have some kind of problem, uh, trouble, but the spirit is there, okay, and we managed to uh, present the number that you see. So we are ready for questions. At 
this time. If you would like to ask a question, please press star then the number one on your telephone keypad. Again, that is star then the number one. Your first question comes from the line of Derek Lassard with TD Securities. Yeah, good morning, everybody, and, and good morning, and happy to, to be on the call finally. I hope you guys are all safe and, and healthy. <clears throat> um, my first question is on the, the patient handling segment. Um, you, you did point to a suboptimal uh, product mix there as one of the margin pressures. I was wondering if you could maybe add some color there and, and maybe what the ideal mix actually looks like for you guys. Yeah, you can Hi, Derek. Yeah, yeah. Um, as it relates to, to the product mix there, um, you know, the, 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 the best margin product that we sell within that division is certain of our high-end foam mattresses. Um, so I guess in terms of the, the, the product mix going in here, um, you know, the, the bed frames, you know, that's something that we, we did experience, I, I guess, a, um, a suboptimal mix there in terms of the, the types of bed frames we were selling, so more of the, the lower-end bed frames that were sold into the period. Um, again, the services remains uh, depressed given the, the selling environment. That's, uh, again, a very tough selling environment into long-term care. Um, on the flip side, we did see, uh, you know, one of the bright spots that we saw in, in the quarter, um, and it has, I would say year-to-date in general, has been on the ceiling lifts. So that's a product that, in terms of margin, is actually helping us. Um, it's a kind of more of a higher higher margin product for us, the, the lifts and the slings. Unfortunately, it's kind of on a, on a smaller base. So if you think about it relative to the rest of the, the patient handling division, it still is quite small as a representative of the overall sales. Um, but I think going forward, as that increases, it'll definitely help to uh, balance out the margin within that segment. Um, the, the biggest... Uh, contributor, I would say, Derek, as it relates to the margins within uh, within patient handling, is is really the the volume, right? So if you think about us losing, you know, you know, 19, uh, almost 20% in terms of of revenues there within the the quarter, it's difficult to absorb, you know, a lot much of our fixed costs and overhead when you have that kind of decline in sales. Um, I, I would say, on again, another bright spot is that, you know, despite that decline in sales. I, I think uh, very proud of the team that we were still able to deliver an EBITDA margin that was close to 20, uh, not 20, 12% in the quarter. Um, so, so I think very, very positive on that front. Um, but again, going forward, I think you know what, what's the most optimal for us is if we have a better mix of those higher-end foam mattresses, this, you know, certain powered surfaces that we sell within that segment. Uh, again, a mix of maybe more of the higher-end bed frames, and, uh, and a contribution uh, or a greater contribution uh, from the sling and, uh, and patient lift business. Yeah, Nick, thanks for that. That's uh, some great color. Um, and, and maybe just one last one for me before I, I requeue. Um, are you guys able to, to list in, in order maybe of magnitude the, the driver, the margin expansion, whether it was from synergies, cost containment, and, and maybe the wage subsidy? Uh, just for the patient division or for everywhere? I guess overall, uh, Marcel. Okay. Uh, and the best guy okay, to answer that okay, is, is Sabat, okay, because you know the operation, you know the uh, the supply from China. So, Slashian. Um, yeah, so Derek, uh, good morning. So, I think a big explanation, uh, as you can see, came from our accessibility segment. And I would say there's probably five factors to that. I would say better product mix, uh, mainly drive by review lift sales. View lift has been on top of our agenda since the beginning of the year. We do more marketing, more R&D, and it's a long cycle time to, uh, for the view lift. It might take, uh, if it's retrofit, it will be three to six months uh, conversion uh, cycle. But if it's a new construction, it might be one year, two years. 
So we, you need, we put a lot of seeds if you want to have some result eventually. But the relief is usually a big contributor. And we have been very careful this year with our cost uh, containment efforts because of this uh, COVID period. Uh, we're not spending uh, too much on travel those, those days. After that, we had Garaventa lift. Uh, there's a big improvement when we bought. We had uh, some synergy plan for the first uh, two, three years. And I think uh, Vince and Eduardo in Europe are doing a fantastic job to implement those changes. They are open mind. They want to change. So I think that this is moving in the right direction. Uh, the old Savaria, I think we're, uh, we have a good improvement in each star location for profitability. Our factory or productivity is at its best uh, this year, so very good uh, improvement there. Unfortunately, the wage subsidy has contributed a bit in the equation. But don't forget one thing. The wage subsidy was there to protect the employment. If we have less say, then we need all those persons. But it took us many years to build this organization, so it's important to be patient on our side because we see some good growth uh, going forward. Okay, and thanks. That's very helpful. I was just wondering, maybe then on the Garaventa lift, um, how much, how many, or I guess how much more synergies do you think um, you have in the pipeline? And I'll reach you. I think uh, we are at the beginning. I think uh, uh, there's uh, been a very big improvement in North America, okay, in terms of percentage of EBITDA. Unfortunately, we don't disclose the percentage per segment, okay, uh, within the accessibility. But the next phase is really Europe. Europe, we have good potential. We are direct in five countries, in Swiss, Germany, Italy, Poland, and Czech. And I think we need to increase our number of dealers that can uh, offer this, the Garaventa product in Europe. And the view lift, we are putting a lot of effort there again uh, just to sell. And uh, when we sell view lift directly, you can imagine that it brings some very good contributions. So I think Europe uh, will be part of the big improvement at Garaventa. Thanks for that, Sebastian. Merci. Your next question next comes question. from the line of Frederick Tremblay with Distortians. Bonjour, Frederick. Bonjour, Marcel. Um, first question is for Nick. Um, how quickly do you think um, CapEx spending will return at long-term care facilities once the COVID you know, restrictions are lifted? Is this something that can be uh, can rebound quickly, in your opinion? Yes, I, I do think that you know longer term we feel very positive about that uh, uh, about that business um, for sure. Over the next several quarters, um, you know, as you, I'm sure you're well aware, in the U.S., um, it seems as if we're going through maybe a second, if maybe a second or third wave. I'm not sure how you how you quantify it there. Um, so I think for the foreseeable future, for the next you know a couple of months, couple of quarters, it, it might still be difficult. But then you know exiting that, I, I do think you will see increased spend in uh, in those facilities. Um, We've already seen it. We've seen some, um, uh, you know, some some projects being announced for for new construction, so some new builds. Um, we also are seeing, um, you know, certain uh, I guess demands from clients um, for increased budget spending uh, for the for their upcoming year. So I think that will also help. Um, it's difficult to know the timing, but I do think that once we kind of get through this kind of the severity of of these lockdowns, so I'm not, I can't really give you any sense of when that will be. Um, but but once it is lifted, I think we, we feel very strong in the space. There, there will be investments made, um, you know, A, because there's a need for, for these types of services, and at the same time, you know, given that they have been restricting, you know, access for, for new patients in many of these facilities, um, I, I do think that there is a need to increase spend, whether it be on, on the beds, but just in general um, uh, within the long-term care space. So I think it will come back. It's just a question of timing, and that's it's difficult, uh, unfortunately, for me to, to give you any uh, visibility there. No, that's helpful. Um, <clears throat> Marcel, on the view list, um, 
can you provide some details on on the marketing strategy there and sort of the initial um, success that you've seen there in terms of leads and uh, and new orders? Um, Frederick, uh, thank you for this question. Okay, because you know that I have uh, the number one okay, guy okay that like this product. That it will be a worldwide product. And don't forget, okay, with time I learned to be conservative, but sometimes too conservative. We 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 think that uh, we will sell 600 okay units okay by. Uh, by 2023, by 2023, it's always a return, and um, you know that will make 30% of EBITDA. So you put that okay at uh, 40,000 US each that we sell on average. So we, we get okay, we will gain okay 10 million okay on EBITDA just because uh, in 2023, just uh, just uh, because we have this uh, new product. Uh, but uh, if we say 600, is it is it big? 600 is nothing. If I sell 600, okay, maybe it will be the time for me to retire, and I don't want to retire. Okay, so we manufacture right now roughly 2,000 elevators, okay, roughly uh, with Gavanta, Sate, uh, and China. So we we make elevators. But do you think that the market okay, is bigger with a view lift than what we do in uh, elevators? Yes, you are right for the you say yes. So the view lift can put at some place okay, that we cannot put in elevators, not just in new house, but in existent house. Like I repeat my little case, okay, that uh, I have the first one and for sure, okay, we, have, we improve since uh, we make the installation at my place, but uh, not, I have no place to put any elevators because we need like five feet, uh, five feet by five feet, okay, to put an elevator on each floor, and it has to be straight, okay, in the air. That okay, that's incredible. You put that okay in the middle of the stair, and you get accessibility for each, and it is just marvelous. So think about something. We are, we are doing okay, a good EBITDA, our best EBITDA in products, thirty percent. The people okay, are just, when they see our products, they say, I just want this product. It is spectacular and for sure with the, the vision, okay, to go through the elevators, you are in Florida, you can see the ocean or you are in the mountain, you see the mountain. It's, it is the products, okay, at short term, okay, and medium term, that's the product of the future of Severia. And, and, and a little bit about your question, Frederick. We, we, you know that we receive some grant, okay, from the government for uh, assist uh, that uh, company that we have lose a little bit of, uh, of sales. And we take this extra money, okay, to improve Savaria and push sales. Improve Savaria in a way that we are right now uh, working last week. I gave you last week the go ahead, okay, to, to put a new system, okay, for, uh, for the integration or the consolidation of uh, our accounting. We, we report, okay, like uh, six weeks, okay, now that will be finished. Okay, at the same time, next year, Steve will report you in four weeks. So we want to be like somebody well-organized, and we, will, we are well-organized at that, but we'll be just better. So after that, okay, what we need, okay, is some people around the world. 
we have some inquiry okay, from from uh, from Europe, okay, that some people see our products, okay, and they are from other company, and they say, hey, it's so exciting, I want to work for you, okay, we will push these products. So we will do the things, the right thing, and we have some different places that we can manufacture uh, the beauty. Now it's just uh, just in Toronto, but we will be in China and we will be in Europe manufacturing directly. So that's that's my vision of uh, what I have right now on the Viewlift. The mini Viewlift is uh, that's a new version, you know, that we buy uh, like three years ago. The, the, um, this company from uh, from the states, okay, from Colorado, and and uh, the guy when 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 he buy when he sell his company, he tell me, Marcel, you will see, okay, you will sell quickly 100 million okay, of these products. And I was thinking, oh man, you know, something you want to sell, you want to sell. But no, this guy, this guy was, was right. He has a better vision at the time than me. Okay, but he was with the company from, from long term. So we take the projects, make some modification, put the code, okay, and uh, to be sure that we're compliant everywhere when you install that. So I am uh, very excited about the future of that, Frederic. Great. Thanks, Marcel. Um, last question for me would be, Probably for Sebastian, um, I think with the you know with the strong balance sheet, there's definitely room for significant and many activity. Just curious to get your thoughts on um, what was learned from past acquisitions of, of Span and Garaventa that you can apply to the um, the M&A strategy going forward. Thank you. Yeah, well, I think uh, the best. Oh, okay. I was trying to complete a bit. Basically, I think the best the best thing for that we have learned, uh, Fred, is to make sure we have a synergy action plan ready prior to close the transaction. That we can have a good action plan for the first two years. And I think we have, we have done a good job with Garamento to to do that. And I think we have shown a bit in accessibility. Uh, we can have a lot of synergies between our supply chain in China, our 26 direct store, and our 500 dealers. So definitely accessibility, we can bring higher synergies to the group. So that's a bit what we have learned. Maybe Marcel, you want to add something? Uh, just as it, uh, the people at Span are tremendous, okay, for sure, that in this time of, of the pandemic, it's not easy for them, okay? But we learn, okay, that our main uh, projects, okay, that we know since, uh, <laughs> since uh, I have with this company since 30 years, okay, it was, Elevators, accessibility products like stair lifts, like cursor lifts, stair lift, or platform lifts. So we learned that, you know, something. Don't go too far from that, Marcel. Thank you. Okay. Your next Thank you for that. Your next question comes from the line of Nick Agostino with the Laurentian Bank. Bonjour, Nick. Yes. Bonjour, bonjour. Uh, Good morning. Uh, first question, you guys spoke about uh, some strong backlog intake, specifically on the accessibility uh, in, in Q3 and, and Q4. Can you maybe provide some color with regards to, I'm assuming that, that that's going to be on the elevator side of the business. And that being the case, I, I believe in Q2 commercial was elevators was, was driving the demand. In Q3, I believe it was residential elevators. Can you maybe speak to what you're seeing uh, from those two markets when it comes to elevator demand uh, in Q4? 
Well, Sebastian, you are the expert in the play. You know the statistics. You see the statistics. You see the mm-hmm. always the constant improvement in uh, residential elevators. So I leave that to you. Thank you. So good morning, Nick. So I think uh, yes. Yeah, so July was the best month of booking at our factory in Toronto. So that was for sure a big driver of uh, this, and it was mostly a residential. We have been very busy in our residential units in some of Eclipse, Viewlift, and we saw that people do a lot of projects right now, renovation, moving to a cottage, uh, buying a new house, and they want maybe to keep their parents home, uh, the movement of staying at home. So definitely the, the residential is doing better than the commercial. You can imagine yourself in the commercial, a small restaurant, a small store uh, that needs to be accessible. Maybe they are pushing, delaying a bit the project. So definitely the residential has done that better. Sterlif has done better also in the third quarter. Uh, that was something last year were a bit in decline, but the, we had some growth in the third quarter, so that was uh, positive. And uh, for sure, uh, we have finished third quarter uh, as we push our, our weight, but I think we have a good backlog to start the, the fourth quarter. Uh, but don't remember, we do a lot of shipping towards the end of the quarter, so how we shape exactly the fourth quarter, I think we have to wait to the end. To see the exact uh, result, but accessibility uh, for now is positive. Um, okay, and then just maybe give us an overview of what sort of organic growth opportunities you guys envision uh, for 2021. Can I, can I assume elevators, specifically on the residential, residentials, on the residential side, sorry, will be part of that? Um, just what you guys are anticipating on the ceiling lift side, and, and then I know you guys gave a 2023 number on the view lift, maybe what you anticipate, uh, at least for 2021. Uh, okay, okay, I go, for sure I go, I'm ready. So, uh, yeah, well, when when you look at that, okay, where I see the good growth, okay, for sure span, okay, uh, with what we have with the people, with the expansion that we have in England, okay? Um, and they make a fantastic job down there. Uh, we will, you know something, we, we will succeed, okay, to to, to be between, uh, altogether, okay, between 5 and 10%. Ah, again, okay, I have to be conservative. Elevators, okay, will be, uh, as a whole company, it will be uh, between 5 and 10% of growth, internal growth. Sorry, the, the, the five to ten was the entire company, or yeah, the entire company. Okay, okay. For sure, uh, on the car business, okay, it's tough. It will be tough, and it will stay tough, okay, for uh, some time because, uh, first of all, if you have a the pandemic, you are a share, Maybe it will be not a good time to buy a, to buy a van, okay. And uh, the government, okay, seems not to have a lot of money to. Uh, to give to the people who need this kind of products, maybe it will change, but we will see. Uh, but if you take the entire entire company, okay, it will be very disappointed not to see a growth, okay, of between five and ten. Uh, sorry, and that's that's all organic growth. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's it for me. Thank you. Your next question comes from the line of Zachary Evershed with National Bank Finance. Bonjour, Zach. Good morning. Congrats on the quarter. Uh, quick one for you on patient handling. Uh, the potential post-pandemic has been made fairly clear. Appreciate that color. Uh, but looking at each product line within the segment during the pandemic, what are the growth prospects that we should expect and how well can they perform? 
Um, well, the the best uh, the best product, uh, I guess, or the 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 product that's outperformed the most, uh, I guess, in the current environment has actually been our our lift products. So our patient lift products has done you know relatively well. Um, you know, we've had a, a, a double digit growth of again in the in the double digits here in in Q uh, in Q3. I think year to date, um, probably about forty percent up uh, within um, within the lifts. So so I think that that's a the, the one that stands out. Um, other than that, um, you know, the, the slings are also, uh, have held up, uh, relatively well, the, the beds, frames, and mattresses, as you can imagine, it's a kind of more of a CapEx type, type spend. Um, you know, those have been a bit weaker. Um, and again, you have to think that that's the, the bulk of our patient, uh, handling business are the, the frames and the mattresses. So when you think of the, uh, you know, the sales that we, we, we achieved in the quarter, you can imagine that, you know, the, the, the biggest part of the the drive there or the, the, the lack of sales has really come from some weakness in, in those two product categories. Appreciate that. Thank you very much. And then looking at your M&A pipeline, do you have a clear preference for products or for dealers? Good question. Uh, both. Both. For sure, if we can find new products or better products as well right now, so a company with products, okay, uh, we look at them, and uh, we are fortunate uh, to have Peter and Bear, okay, uh, that work on that the majority of his time. And after that, if we can find a company that maybe don't have the products that we need, but have the network that we want, okay, uh, as some dealers or some direct sales themselves that can sell our products, can sell our ULIF, okay, we may trade so you will see some trade of several years during 2021 because on products it's more difficult, okay? Because on products we have the majority of the product, but if we see that we have in the market better products that, that we have, okay? Like we have some weakness in our uh, straight uh, sell if and per sell if, you see the numbers, okay? It's not the number that it should be because we have better than us on the market. And then we, we have to realize that. But after that, Network okay, is always important because we can sell our our products, and nobody has a line of products like Severia. We can take some of our competitors. They, they concentrate on one products. Us, okay, we have a family of products, and I think that's very good if you have a dealer and you have right in front of you a, a family of dealers uh, of products coming from the same company and that that you have to run by five or six different companies. So we are fortunate to have all this uh, this product. We are fortunate to, to have direct store and we are very fortunate that we have, I think, the best people in the industry. Thank you very much. I'll turn it over. And again, if you would like to ask a question, please press star then the number one on your telephone keypad. Your next question comes from the line of Justin Keywood with Stiefel GMP. Bonjour. On uh, how processes are going around uh, any virtual uh, initiatives. Uh, you know, obviously with uh, lockdown restrictions, uh, you know, restricting, you know, access and and some other constraints. And, and I, I, if I understand correctly, there, there was um, some pursuits in the 
kind of use of virtual technologies, uh, including uh, M&A, and, and just wondering if you have any update around that. So I'm, uh, the, the, the sound was not good at the beginning of your question, but I think you want to see that even with the pandemic, okay, if we continue to look, uh, the answer is yes, okay, very seriously, because uh, we can visit sites, okay, just uh, by a good video. People, okay, we, we like uh, to feel some people, feel uh, in front of us directly, but we have some uh, video with them. Yes, we'll do that, and we have some people a little bit around the world, okay, to help us, okay, to confirm, okay, what we think is is the company, okay, and the success of the company. So, yeah, I, I, I am very open, okay, even at this time, okay, I will be open to make some closing early next year. Okay, and then just on um, the timing of potential m and is there any change from from last quarter? Are, are you pretty uh, confident in, in some of the opportunities that you're working on, or, or do you think, uh, you know, the timeline could, you know, shift a, a little longer just, uh, you, you know, given the, the, the situation with the pandemic? When uh, when you say uh, more longer, okay, more longer is, Instead to be at the beginning of the year, it will be at the end of the year, but it will be in 2021. Okay, and then my final uh, question is just around the, the U.S. election uh, outcome, and if if there's any uh, anticipated change uh, in your business, either positive or or negative. I know there were, there was some uh, funding in the long-term care space, and maybe there's you know, clear outlook uh, now uh, in that area, but any comments uh, or observations around that would be helpful. Oh, uh, you know, I don't know my team, okay, if uh, they follow that, but I am not a politics guy, okay? Trump was good, okay, Trump is Trump, and I think Biden is Biden, okay, we will see, but uh, one thing that not change, okay, it's not the price of the oil, it's not the price of gold, okay, it's the aging of the population, okay? It's Mr. Trump of Mr. Biden, the aging of the population, is there and do they will get some subside yes even the government of ontario okay they decide okay if we want some equipment okay they can give up a little subsidized affair but uh i will see okay nothing nothing changed for me maybe something somebody of the group who is more political than me knowledge so Sarah, do you see something for spam um no i think for for span what, what you might see and again it, it's it's a, little, a lot of speculation here, Justin. So, but but I think that what you might see for for span uh, in the in the shorter term, um, you know, Biden might be a bit more, um, uh, you know, looking at, at at kind of stricter lockdowns. So is that something that uh, you know just to keep, kind of keep an eye on as things progress over the winter? I think he's had a penchant for it to be a bit more cautious there in terms of reopenings. Um, I, I would say that where it doesn't necessarily impact our business too much is that the long-term care space has remained locked down throughout this entire period in general. So. Um, you know, as we did see some other parts of the economy opening up over the summer, you know, nursing homes have been, uh, you know, given the, the vulnerable population there, they have been, you know, restricted throughout this entire period. So that hasn't really changed, and I don't think it will, regardless of if it's a Biden or Trump presidency. Um, so so I, I would say that, um, you know, we'll see, right? It's, it's a lot of speculations. So I don't think that we're in a position really to say one way or the other, um, you know, what the impacts might be Okay, understood, uh, and thank you for taking my questions. A pleasure. There are no further questions at this time. 
Okay, so uh, thank you for the, the people. Thank you for everybody. Thank you for uh, my team. You are always uh, great. And we are very enthusiastic. And thank you for all the people, okay, from uh, Vince in Vancouver, okay, and all across the board, okay. Thank you very much to work hard for Severia. Thank you. This concludes today's conference call. You may now disconnect. Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time.